What you are about to hear is a short commentary segment that was originally uploaded to YouTube, separate from any particular Rambles episode. Consider it bonus material. Hey everyone, so the Twitch streamer Mizkiff made some somewhat contentious statements recently about Twitch discoverability, and so I wanted to talk about them. He made these statements while reacting to a video titled, Twitch won't exist in 7 years, the self-sabotage of a livestream empire. I had already seen this video previously, and I don't love Twitch, but even I can recognize that this video is slanted pretty negatively. It clearly wasn't a video made to look at the positives and negatives of Twitch, or how it's gotten better or worse over the years, it's just mainly looking at the negative stuff. Consequently, there are some criticisms that Mizkiff makes of this video that I do agree with. In saying that, I don't think Mizkiff really understood what this person was saying about discoverability, and I don't agree with Mizkiff on the issue of discoverability on Twitch. So one difficulty in terms of responding to things that Mizkiff has said is that it was a reaction video, so he repeats himself ad nauseum, says things that are irrelevant to what he's talking about, contradicts himself sometimes, he misunderstands what the original creator was saying, and likely would realize this had he seen the video beforehand. But nonetheless, I do still want to try and respond, so I've tried to condense down all the things that he says on discoverability into roughly two minutes. I've taken great pains to not misrepresent him, but I don't think you need to hear the 20 individual times where Ms. Kiff says, I think they're doing a good job. I think Twitch is doing a good job. Twitch, good job. I think. Twitch, it goes on so many times. Someone said discoverability is awful. This is the truth with having hundreds of thousands of people stream on your site. Some people are just not gonna be found and that's just it. I don't think there's a single person alive who sets the benchmark of good discoverability and everyone on the platform always being able to be found. No one's saying that. No one has ever said that in the history of mankind. And why does Twitch push the bigger streamers? It's because they're probably the better streamers. What's a better streamer though? I honestly think if you took a random sample of streams and had me guess how many viewers they had during those streams without letting me look at chat or their sponsors, I wouldn't be able to do it. Imagine for a moment you had no idea who Mizkiff was and watched his stream for five minutes without looking at his chat. What would you think his viewer numbers would be? Dude lazily watching a YouTube video that has its audio set way too low considering the volume of his mic. The guy couldn't be more off-center on the camera if he tried. Poorly leveled audio with even some degree of peaking. He is a very smart guy and he actually completely understands the space. His camera will shake whenever he touches his desk because it clearly hasn't been mounted correctly. At a glance, you'd think this guy has like 25 viewers. Guy just starting out hasn't found his thing yet, but maybe he will one day. But in reality, he averages 20,000 viewers. While certainly different streams can be more or less appealing to people, I don't think there's like an objective standard of higher quality of stream. Like it should be pretty obvious that a person who has 100 viewers isn't running a stream that is 200 times worse than a person who has 20,000. Or for example, right now the highest streamer is seven times better in terms of their quality than the 24 highest streamer, it doesn't make any sense. The correlation between actual moment-to-moment -moment stream quality and your viewership is a weak one at best. When people discuss the contributing factors that lead to success on Twitch, very rarely do we talk about the qualities of the streamer themselves. We say, when did they start? Because some periods of Twitch were easier to get big on than others. We talk about the degree to which they benefited from nepotism or cronyism, like what connections do they have with other big streamers or other big content creators on other platforms, including potentially themselves on other platforms, they have a brand somewhere else. Did they happen to pick up an unpopular game that happened to blow up in popularity later? Even when we talk about the qualities of the streamer themselves, we usually talk about like endurance. How long can you physically stand to stream? If you are getting exposure on Twitch, of course you want to farm that for as long as possible. Because you're getting exposed to the most valuable viewers, that being people who already use Twitch. And certainly in the current era of Twitch, we talk about ethics. Are you willing to sit there for hours and hours on end, rebroadcasting other people's YouTube videos? Rather than making creative content yourself, not everyone's willing to do that. Accepting this to any degree is accepting the idea that being a large streamer is less about your quality of content and more about like your connections, your luck. 
your ability to play the meta game of discoverability on Twitch. Like I can honestly say, if you make good content on YouTube, you have a chance of succeeding. I can say the same for TikTok, but if you tell me you're interested in making good content on Twitch in the hopes of succeeding, I say you got no chance, kid. Don't waste your time. And that to me is a problem, representative of bad discoverability. I think Twitch has done a great job for a lot of the smaller streamers to get more notoriety with the recommended channel, with the channels that you've seen in the last 30 days. They've even changed it from high to low to recommended. I think Twitch has done a great job bringing out new creators. Another great thing that they do is guest star. It's been making a lot of streamers uh, get other content creators around. The website Sully Gnome, which provides Twitch channel statistics and analytics, does give us some evidence that discoverability has improved on Twitch over the years. So back here, for example, November 16th, 2015, the top five streamers had 23% of the entire viewership for the platform. And looking at streamers in the lowest percentile, they had 2.45%, spread over 2,500 people. Huge disparity. But you can see over time by looking at this blue at the top that slowly but surely, the smaller streamers are getting a larger and larger portion of the pie. And so we get all the way over here and we can see that those 2,500 streamers now have roughly the same amount of viewership collectively as the top five channels. This is certainly an improvement, but let's not pat Twitch on the back too much. If we communicate this disparity using money, it would be like saying that any of the top five streamers has $200,000 and any of the other streamers have like $400. There's like, you know, a really, 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 really big difference. The ideal scenario, regardless how impossible it is, is that differences in viewership are just dependent upon stream quality. The actual experience a viewer will have when watching it. As I say, such a system of discoverability is impossible. But on what basis would one say that Twitch has done the most they can possibly do? That our current circumstances in regards to discoverability is the best. Given that there's been a constant trend in increasing discoverability, there's nothing to suggest that Twitch couldn't do more and things can't get better. Like when I was a small streamer and I didn't make it in 2018, I didn't say this is because Twitch is uh, too top heavy. That's just how the world works. And especially in, in the entertainment business. And you can't complain about it because that's how it fucking works. Just because something works one way currently does not mean it is something that shouldn't be complained about or shouldn't be changed. Like, obviously. What is the argument for the current level of top heaviness of social media to be maintained, to not be combated? You've already just pointed out many ways that Twitch has increased discoverability. What's the argument for them not going further than that? Or what's the argument to say that this is the best that they can do? Nothing in this world is perfect, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily a futile effort to try to get closer to it. Most importantly, they need to improve discoverability for small slash medium sized creators. Totally disagree. I think most streamers are small streamers because they're not good streamers. If this is true, what we would expect to see is no amount of changes to discoverability will ever increase the viewer share of those who are in the bottom end. But as I showed before, we do see a change, suggesting to me at least, it isn't necessarily the streamers being bad or doing something wrong. More so, it's an issue that discoverability is still heavily wedded to those at the top. And as Miss Gift talks about, behavioral patterns of people on Twitch already are not necessarily the best for discovering new streamers. People might find one or two large streamers and because they're always online, because they're always watching YouTube videos and shit and never need to go offline and actually make good content, they don't need to find anyone else. In saying that though, there were always people moving around trying to find more streams. I think most streamers are small streamers because they're not good streamers. I think that it is 100% fine now. I think it used to be a problem, but now Twitch has fixed a lot of the bullshit. And I think Twitch is in a great spot when it comes to discoverability. I know people want to bitch and complain and say, oh, I'm a small streamer and I don't get any viewers. Yeah, do better. I don't know what to tell you. Go on TikTok, make more TikToks, do more YouTube shorts, try to grow outside of the platform. Because if it hasn't been obvious for the past six years now, you're not growing on Twitch anymore. That's not how it works. You have to find discoverability through other places. But people like to complain a lot and say that it's Twitch's fault. It's not Twitch's fault. It's your fault. Do a better job.
So it's very weird for a person to argue that Twitch discoverability is great, but also that no one has grown on Twitch in six years. My dude, Twitch has great discoverability. That shouldn't be changed at all. What, you're trying to make good content on Twitch in order to grow? Fuck off, go to another platform. It is certainly not absurd to say that a prerequisite for a platform to have good discoverability is that a person should be able to grow naturally on that platform without help from somewhere else. You could argue it's impossible for Twitch to do that. It can't possibly have good discoverability. That's fine, you can make that argument, but that wouldn't make discoverability good. It would still be bad, maybe the best it can be, but still really bad. But again, given the improving trend of viewer distribution on Twitch, there's nothing to say they couldn't do better than this. But most important here, you may not have caught it, we implicitly were told what Mizkif considers to be a good or bad streamer. Whether or not Mizkif realizes it, his main determinant of whether or not a person is a good streamer is just how many viewers they have right now. We talked about how not to be a bad streamer, he doesn't say increase the quality of your stream and become a better streamer, he says, hey, get discoverability somewhere else. A good streamer to him is one that gets discoverability, and a bad streamer to him is one that doesn't get any discoverability. So in other words, a person who doesn't get discoverability can never be deserving of more discoverability. This system is perfect to him because those who are getting discoverability are getting it and those who aren't aren't getting it. Miskiff isn't espousing some sort of standard by which he's judging Twitch's systems of discoverability and finding them to be good. Miskiff is starting with the conclusion that Twitch's current systems of discoverability are good and therefore he needs to find reasons why anyone who's complaining or not succeeding in it must be doing something wrong. He's not bringing forth evidence that the system is doing well, he's finding excuses for why it isn't doing well for some people. Twitch streamers relying on YouTube or TikTok to gain a following is absolutely ludicrous. No, it's not. How is it ludicrous in the slightest that someone's trying to go on and works on TikTok and YouTube? TikTok and YouTube is a great source for Twitch to make them people come into the website. So of course they want you to push their shit onto the other websites. Oh, what's Twitch? I never heard of this. I saw this person on TikTok blow up from it. Let me click their Twitch. Wow, okay, this is Twitch, cool. Why would Twitch want to internalize their way of, of growth? It's really stupid. So Miskiff either misheard or misunderstood what the original creator was saying there. He was saying it's stupid for budding Twitch streamers to have to rely on YouTube or TikTok to grow on Twitch. He's saying it should not be the responsibility of YouTube or TikTok to find the best streamers. Because obviously YouTube and TikTok aren't necessarily selecting for the people who are most skilled at live streaming. There is a hypothetical person who is an amazing live streamer, the best ever, so engaging and active with their community, who just happens to suck at making edited content on YouTube and TikTok. This guy is fucked. Literally, the hypothetical golden best live streamer in the universe. Can't get anywhere though. The original creator wasn't criticizing people for trying to get viewers from YouTube and TikTok over to Twitch. He was criticizing the necessity that they have to do this. And he's saying, this shouldn't be how it should be. Which to be clear, Mizkiff just moments ago said he absolutely agreed that this is something that people have to do. Go on TikTok, make more TikToks, do more YouTube shorts, try to grow outside of the platform. Because if it hasn't been obvious for the past six years now, you're not growing on Twitch anymore. That's not how it works. Getting people to jump from one platform to another is extraordinarily difficult. If your goal is to find someone on TikTok who will watch you on Twitch, think of the requirements that are necessary. So they're on TikTok, so they know what TikTok is and they like short form content. Do they like long form content? Maybe. Do they have time to watch long form content? Maybe. Would they hypothetically be interested in your long form content, even if they like your short form content? I mean, maybe. Do they know what Twitch is? I mean, maybe. If they know what Twitch is, do they watch it? I mean, maybe. Do they frequently go to Twitch so we'll see when you're live to watch you? Again, maybe. Even if you find that needle in a haystack on TikTok and all these apply, you still have to actually get them to go from TikTok to your Twitch. For example, I consider myself a YouTuber. My goal is to get people to come from other platforms to my YouTube channel. Outside of YouTube, I have hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, Twitch, Reddit, everywhere. What percentage of my audience do you think came from off-platform? 
It's about 9% if I consider YouTube Shorts a separate platform, which to be honest, I do. If you want to grow on a platform and you're not receiving any of the native discoverability of that platform, then you're gonna have a real hard time of it regardless of the quality of your content. All those requirements that were necessary for that person to move from TikTok to Twitch are automatically assumed for anyone already on the platform. Discoverability to Twitch viewers is infinitely more valuable than discoverability to viewers of any other platform. So for the longest time, the correct wisdom was to struggle to get those couple of viewers off platform and bring them to Twitch. Get yourself like 50 viewers so you can get some of that native discoverability on the Twitch platform itself. But back when I started, to be in the top 10 of the GT5 directory, you needed like 50 viewers. Currently, you need 2,500. It was reasonable years ago for you to manage to get 50 viewers from another platform over to Twitch. The odds of a new person getting 2,500 over to Twitch to get themselves a reasonable amount of that Twitch discoverability, the best discoverability, is extraordinarily low. It can happen. Millions to one, billions to one it can happen. But it's not a reasonable path for new people to become successful on Twitch. And to be clear, I do think Twitch knows this and does want to combat it, but it's a hard problem to solve. It could be that in the most ideal scenario, it will still be necessary for people to have some leg up from other platforms. But hypothetically speaking, the better the discoverability on Twitch, and therefore the better viewer distribution, the less new streamers will need to rely on other platforms. How the fuck would Twitch for thousands of small creators every day push the smaller creators? And people don't want to watch smaller creators. Most people want to watch the bigger streamers and they want to watch people that already have a community. This does implicitly admit that a significant reason why big streamers are big is not because they're necessarily better streamers, but because they happen to get viewers at some point in the past and thus can use their community to stay large. And why you want to watch a lot of people that understand and already have experienced and, and, and they're professionals at Twitch. Which is obviously the case for YouTube and TikTok as well. But YouTube and TikTok still do give sufficient discoverability to new creators to the extent that you and I can say, hey, you can absolutely find a viewership on those platforms. It's not likely and it's very difficult, but you can do it. We can't say that for Twitch. But obviously it's not only fair, but good for the platform that new budding creators who are actually doing the right things and making good content have a pathway to move up. Else what happens is you just end up getting a bunch of burnt out fossils at the top who sit around all day watching YouTube videos. People who've run out of ideas, don't feel like they need to hustle anymore, thinking of all the brand new ideas to bring in a new audience because like fuck it i'm at the top i'm always going to get discoverability who cares when the people at the top are not worried at all about being overthrown by someone coming from below they just get lazy and the content gets worse and the platform as a whole suffers most people want to watch the bigger streamers and they want to watch people that already have a community i agree that people do like streams that already have some viewers already have some community i just disagree that a 200 viewer streamer and a 20,000 viewer streamer are offering a significant difference in this regard viewers aren't stopping into a stream with 200 viewers and going oh the chat isn't moving 10 10,000 miles a minute, so I can't read it. This stream is horrible. And Twitch has done a great job over the years, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions, of making other content creators, big and small, pushed more than it used to be. If it hasn't been obvious for the past six years now, you're not growing on Twitch anymore. That's not how it works. You have to find discoverability through other places. And it's never going to be a perfect system, and people are always going to complain because they're annoying. Miskiv, of course, is at the top of Twitch, and therefore the people that he speaks to most often are the people who are at the top of Twitch. There's this expression that I love. I have a sandwich, and therefore no one in the world is starving. So let me give you the perspective of a successful livestream, but not on the same level as Miskiv. According to Twitch Tracker, I'm ranked overall 3,862. In the English, I'm 1,541, and that makes me in the top 0.05% of Twitch. At my level on Twitch, averaging 1,000 viewers, streaming on Twitch for discoverability is a complete not a waste of fucking time. So this is just kind of like an average stream for me. The footage from this stream will probably make a video that gets like 300, 400, 100,000 views. It was a decent one. And if you minus the people who clicked in for my stream from the follower page, I got like 1,500 views from non-followers. And half of those new viewers came from the Twitch front page, which certainly every person isn't on. If you minus those, it's like 600 views for a 
top 0.05% stream, doing something very unique, a challenge run that no one has ever seen before, a custom mod that I specifically had made for the second highest rated selling game of all time. Content that on YouTube will get literally hundreds of thousands of views. On Twitch, nothing. The difference in discoverability between me doing super interesting, engaging content as a top 0.05% streamer is about the same as I get for just doing dick all and just playing like Binding of Isaac or something. Being in the top 5,000 streamers, I think Twitch discoverability is a complete waste of fucking time. Now I can only imagine how like the other 99.95% of people think. What I'm saying is Ms. Kiff, just cause you have a sandwich doesn't mean that no one in the world is starving, all right? <laughs> So like the main questions I have for Miskif are, by what metric are you judging that discoverability is now good? Not only good, but not needing of any additional improvement. Something being better than before doesn't make it good. Understand, I sympathize with Twitch. For my entire time on Twitch, I've been saying, man, discoverability in this platform is a really hard thing to solve. It is hard for viewer at a glance to quantify the exact quality of a stream, whether they're going to enjoy it if they click in. The best indicator that a viewer has to determine the quality of a stream is the view count. The relationship between the view count and the actual quality of a stream isn't absolute, but it is somewhat there. And if you have nothing else, that's a good place to start. Certainly jumbling up the streams will cause viewers to have to look around and see more before they click something, but I don't think it fully overwhelms this tendency of viewers. But to be honest with you, from my experience, I don't think the recommendation system is trying all that hard to combat this. Like if you take a glance at the recommended streams, these are not small streams. There's like one small streamer, maybe two medium streamers, and everyone else is large. More than this, there's nothing to stop people just looking over the screen, finding the largest streamer and clicking on their stream, or just turning the recommendations off. And if you turn them off, they stay permanently off. But you can see how that tendency will just continuously reinforce whoever is popular now to still be popular in the future because they'll be the ones who get seen first every single time. The quality of your content doesn't need to be the very best on the platform once you're very big. It just needs to be good enough that it will satisfy a decent portion of those who click your stream. To put it another way, it doesn't matter what you're watching on Twitch or any platform for that matter. There's probably like a thousand other things in existence that you'd enjoy watching even more. But unless you have reason to seek it out or it's shown directly to you, who cares? What you're watching right now is perfectly satisfactory and who knows if you'll find that better thing. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. So sure, you could find one of the thousand streams that are more engaging than a Miskiff stream. Or, you know, you can watch Miskiff, he's fine. Like, you've been watching him for a while now. So like, he's good enough. He's got his decent background noise. And that's how we all are with content. My rambles videos got 60,000 views on my main channel. And now that they get less discoverability on my second channel, they get 20,000 views. The quality didn't change, but the amount of exposure they get certainly did. And the same principles apply to Twitch. There is some great, amazing content right now on Twitch that anyone would love if they happen to run across it. And it will get one one millionth of discoverability of Mizkif staring at a wall. Not a good system. As a final point, there is obviously a self-serving reason that Mizkif wouldn't want the systems of discoverability to change. If he is maintaining a 25,000 viewer average with his current level of discoverability, if that discoverability was reduced and given somewhere else, he would slowly shrink. If he's maintaining 25,000 viewers, when 100 viewers stop caring about his content and stop watching, 100 new come in to keep that level. But if discoverability comes less, this influx of new viewers will decline, and therefore his average viewership will also decline until he reaches equilibrium with people leaving and people coming in. And that will ultimately be determined by the level of discoverability that his stream gets. I have absolutely no desire to animate that, so hopefully that is clear. Whether or not Miskiff intended it, to some degree he came off to me like upper class ivory tower kind of thing. What, what, what? Giving the common small and medium streamer more of my discoverability? How will I afford my 15th ivory backscratcher? The peasants are there because they're not as good as me. I deserve to be here. They do not. He may as well just start yelling, I was chosen by God to be here. You know? <laughs> 
So yeah, those are my thoughts on Twitch discoverability. There is no evidence to suggest that the system is currently good. There's no evidence to suggest that it can't improve. There's no evidence to suggest that it is fair. And while I can sympathize with Twitch, knowing how difficult a job it is to fix discoverability on Twitch, obviously they should keep working to make it better. Just because I don't have specific ideas to make it better, that doesn't mean anything. It isn't my job. It is not irrational to point out the shitty state of discoverability on Twitch as the original creator did, and to say it would be in Twitch's best interest to make it better. So yeah, thank you for watching. I wish you all the best.